You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Jordan, your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Well, they're on their way. I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again? You can download all of our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podme.com. You can also find us on every social media platform. Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. What do I have to say about Birds of Prey? Um, I'm disgusted. Did you I'm disgu- ask for this movie? Like, did you? You were hyped a little bit about this movie because you wanted to see Margot Robbie play Harley Quinn, right? And that's that's why we chose this movie over Sonic. Yes, but are you happy though that I chose this movie over Sonic? Because no. do you really want to see Sonic? I kind of do after seeing this movie because people are actually saying good things about Sonic, but that's also a kid's movie. It's a different thing. And that the, the conspiracy theory about that is coming out about how the redesign was actually a PR stunt to begin with, whereas this movie is just kind of riding out the coattails of the comic book movies in the DC universe. I don't agree at all that this is riding out the coattails. Ryan, was this a movie that you wanted? Is this the sequel to Suicide Squad that you wanted or needed? Uh, maybe No, not necessarily. I think... I will tell. I will, I will give him credit. This is a different movie than I think a lot of people expected. Um, it feels a lot different than Suicide Squad, even though it is a direct continuation of that storyline. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. This is not a movie I asked for. Right. Okay. So, okay. So this is not Suicide Squad two. This isn't Harley Quinn. This is this is a remake of Tank Girl. Eric, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is yeah, Tank Girl. This this movie did seem... I didn't know what to expect with this movie either. I really expected a bit more of a um, kind of the DC grit and some, probably some action. Which, by the way, there were actually really were some good action scenes. There were some really good action scenes in this movie. Probably the, the best parts of it because... Well, we'll, we'll get into, into that. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was very um, cartoony, I guess might have been the, the word. With the narration... Uh, of Harley Quinn, which is a nice touch, but another part is um, the bouncing, the back and forth. I I had to slow down for a minute because like, whoa, wait, wait a minute, I don't, what's going on in, in the movie? Because it was they had to do like a stop rewind. So this movie was all over the place, and Tank Girl is also all over the place. No, this is this is Tank Girl through and through. Um, a little side story here that's just kind of fun to share. Uh, the movie theater that I go to, I've been going to for years, so the managers of the movie theater know me. Shout out. And uh, I walked in, and I say to him like I do every night, Hey, bud, how you doing? How's your family? Oh, doing good, blah, blah, blah. How's the theater looking tonight? That's my code of saying, is it packed, or am I going to have a nice private screening? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and he was like, eh, so-so. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, the studio sent us an email this morning. I said, what did the email say? He said, they're changing the name to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey because they figured changing the name 
would get butts and seats. Ooh, so uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is not the official title anymore because I checked it out the next day, and sure enough, I saw a, I was reading a news report that all theaters across the country have officially changed the name as of last week to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Really? That's the official name of the movie now. So I got a little bit of 24-hour what's up here from the managers of the movie theater that I go to. I'm gonna I'm checking some other sites. Like it still says that on Fandango. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, yeah, I wondered if IMDb uh, has anything about this. But uh, okay, so other than that, I mean, I mean that actually, makes sense. Is this, a, is this a, supposed to be a sequel? Is this just like a different story of in the same world, right? It's yeah. It's just a, it's just a it's just a side story, right? That's that's yeah. that's what this is. Is a side story. So. When the when the trailers came out, and I and I watched the trailer, I was like, "Ooh, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Black Mask has always been one of my top ten, I would say, Batman villains because he's an interesting character, and he's going to be a villain in this. Okay, that's interesting. Played by Ewan McGregor. I'm excited for that. He's not a bad actor. And then when it said Valentine's Day weekend, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be shit." Because we know that only one movie we have reviewed in Movie Guys history that was good during Valentine's weekend was Deadpool. Yeah. And Which this is basically Deadpool. Is it? Or is it this Tank movie. Girl? I know you've never seen Tank Girl, but Eric, this is Tank Girl. If you if you look at the structure of this movie, uh, it is, I don't want to say a ripoff, but the structure is based on, I don't know, it, yeah, I guess it is kind of a ripoff of Deadpool in terms of how the movie is structured in terms of um, like all the flashbacks. Like it starts with one central moment and then kind of flashes back till we get to that key moment. Like uh, Deadpool, he's on the bridge and he tells like all the flashbacks until he gets to like the climactic moment yeah, on the bridge. Yeah, good call. There's a lot of fourth wall breaking. Um, the jokes are kind of similar. The action is kind of over the top violent. Okay. No, no, you're right, actually. Uh, you have, how about yeah. Deadpool 2, just because of the ensembles? So, yes, yes, Eric, to answer your question, I was excited about this because Margot Robbie and Suicide Squad, the movie was dog shit, one of the worst movies we reviewed. But I liked her as Harley Quinn. I thought she was fun, and I thought she fit the character. So I was, so I was ready for a standalone Harley Quinn movie. You know, sure. finally, you know. Uh I, and geez, right off the bat, let's just get into it. Every single person in this movie, besides Ewan McGregor, did not know what kind of movie they were making. <laughs> Ewan McGregor was fun as shit in this movie. I loved Ewan McGregor in this as Black Mask. He was so much fun. Yeah, he he could tell he was having a good time playing a bad a baddie. He was. I mean, like, now again, I'm not saying this movie's great, but I just, I just love the part, you know, where he has, you know, the three people, like the, 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 uh, the husband, uh, the wife, and the daughter hanging upside down, and he's tortured and asking for questions, and then he kills the husband and the, and the, and the wife, and he goes to the daughter and says, "Hey, we're gonna let you go," you know, and he's like, "Ooh," like he does the "ew" noise. Is that a snot bubble? Ah, eh, cut it off. Like, I just loved that. Like, I thought that was so just crappy, stupid 80s bad guy fun. And he was awesome in this movie. 
he would be the only reason I would give this large back. He was fun. Do you guys well, not agree? No, you, especially like oh, his club scenes. Right. You can tell that he, he's really just taken over by this character a bit. Just, you know, just having fun with it. So, uh, I I saw that, but some other characters, yeah. Um, like Rosie Perez, really, uh, well, she just played Rosie Perez. Right. White man can jump, that's all I know her from. You know, so um, I'd like to marry uh, Elizabeth Weinstead's uh, character, too, the Huntress. Yeah, no, I don't like her at all. You don't like her at all? I, I thought the character wasn't too bad. It was um almost kind of like the the character that is it that takes things too seriously in the comedy and so because she does it's it's charming you know i mean i guess that's that's what her role was you know like you have each of these of these birds of prey that are trying to fulfill some sort of of niche role that it's going to be in hollywood i i guess and um that's kind of how this played out to me how how why it was a comic book or why it was like a tv show type of um cartoon movie just because they would group up they would have their lines their their zingers their one-liners the music would start and then you knew when the music would start they say oh i guess we're fighting now and then they go into the battle sequence and then they would you know it do the kind of usual slow mos that they were doing but I don't know. It's, yeah, I've seen it before. They've they've done it before. It's Suicide Squad. Ryan, what do you feel about Ewan McGregor before we get into more of these characters? I'm curious what you think. Oh, I mean, if if the fans remember from our Doctor Sleep review, I am a, like I'm a big fan of Ewan McGregor. Um, he he's not in a lot of mainstream stuff. He's been this past couple years, but. Um, he, I don't know, he kind of disappeared for a couple of years there, and I, I, I missed having him in these things and, and, and watching him in these big temple productions because he's always, he's always game for whatever, and he knows what he's, what he's in for, and I think he's just a blast. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen Christopher Robin. Yes, I have seen Christopher Robin, the the unfortunately. How about Trainspotting? Oh, I love that movie. Well, Trainspotting, that's 20 years ago. Um, I'm just talking about like recently. Oh, I, I'm uh, talking about, you know, character. Because this is like the last, this is a character. You know, I guess Obi-Wan would be one that he's coming up with, but. Well, I mean, Ewan McGregor is British, so he's a, an actor with a capital A, you know. I, I, I believe that the word is thespian, yeah? He's a... That's true. He's a, well, he's a dude. I don't know. Can you be a dude if you're a yeah, master, oh, thespian? Master thes- thespian. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I like that. That's good. No, I mean, McGregor was fun. So um, I am going to praise this movie for one thing that I thought that was interesting for the plot. Just one thing that was interesting for me. And that was um, the fact that she breaks up with Joker. Well, Joker breaks up with her and throws her out, right? And she's on her own. But she doesn't tell people or people do not know that she's broken up with Joker because she knows that she's done a lot of bad things and she will not be able to get away with with what she's always used to getting away with. I liked that conflict. I wish that was the movie. That's only five minutes, but yeah. I liked that conflict of, oh, I better not tell these people that I'm not no longer with the Joker because I won't be able to do what I want to do because she's untouchable when she's in Black Mass's club in the beginning. But then when people find out that it's open season on her ass, 
but that's a good conflict. I will give the movie that compliment. It's a good conflict. Do you guys agree with that? Well, yeah, sure, because the city threw in all the diamond shit. Right. So you wanted that to continue? Like, you wanted her not to tell anyone for the whole movie? Well, to a certain degree. Let's let's just throw out the girl with the diamond. Actually, let's throw out the rest of the girls and the birds of prey. Let's have this movie not be Joker serious. You know, have some community. Because we're talking about Harley Quinn, so I'm not expecting a Joaquin performance here. You know what I mean? But... It was an interesting conflict that, oh, I better not tell these people, you know, that I'm no longer Joker's girlfriend because then I'm going to get fucking killed. And I like that idea of all of this uh, warriors kind of characters, like the Baseball Furies kind of characters coming at her and trying to attack her uh, and her finding ways to escape. I liked that conflict more. And when she teamed up... I felt that she was weaker, and I felt the movie was weaker. Yeah, it's probably a, a better... Yeah, because she's this is a sidekick. She's a villain sidekick. And now the sidekick suddenly has her own movie. This is like if Robin got his own movie. This is this is where we're at. But it wasn't called Robin, it'd be Nighthawk. You know, like, this is, this is kind of this type of movie. Nightwing, I'm going to correct. Nightwing, you. I mean, yes, correct. Um... And that's kind of what the feel of, of this was. The same part with a comparison of Deadpool is the first movie, he was fine. He carried that movie because that's what uh, a protagonist or anti-hero in this case does. But in the second movie, it was, there was an ensemble, you know, and that ensemble added a lot of extra weight to the character, even though that it was its main purpose is to obviously ex, you know expand a bit more. Just like at the end of this movie, you now have a split between the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn, um, which is fine. That's that's cool, but um, that it's it's make up your mind. You know, or is it going to be a Harley Quinn movie or is this a Birds of Prey movie? Ryan, what do you think about that one? I mean, like, do you agree with me at all, and Eric, or or do you totally not see what we're saying? I mean, I guess. I guess I agree. I don't really. I, I don't feel. Here's the thing. I don't feel too strongly either way about this movie. A lot of things in regards to this movie. Uh, watching it in theaters, like there's high spots, low spots, and stuff like that. But but you cannot tell me, <laughs> Ryan. Did you, you like this movie? T- I thought it was okay. I didn't dislike it. I mean, like there's wow. some there's some really great moments in this movie. I, I I will say, like my the my favorite thing overall is the egg sandwich. Sure. Like I don't know for some reason that's stuck with me. Um, oh yeah, like, you can. That's that's a that's a marketing thing right there. I can't wait to buy that. Yeah, just like they spend Somewhere. an inordinate amount of time describing it, and then because they have the thing that got me was the shot from the trailer where she's out like reaching her hands towards the camera and she's in English. And, you know, and that it's like supposed to be, oh, someone's dying or someone, something's being taken away from her or somebody that she loves. And then it, in the movie, it's just the egg sandwich gets destroyed. I mean, it's pretty valuable. Are we, are we missing Joker? Did we need Jared Leto's damaged gangster Joker to be in just one two minute scene? Or is the movie better without Jared Leto in it? Ryan, let's go with you first. I mean, I don't think it. I don't think it's needed. I don't think you need like this big breakup sequence because you get that in Suicide Squad. So I don't really know unless he's the big bad of the film. I don't know what 
he would serve, what purpose he would serve being in the movie. Eric, what do you say? I'm I'm fine without him being in there. It's not. It I don't think it's I don't think it's Jared Leto's fault that he's a bad Joker. I mean, I do. I if, if who designed is that his design? Is that him? Did someone just say, "Hey, we need you to play him," and he's like, "Okay, this is my design"? Or did they obviously he had to work with some sort of team, right? And they came up with what he looks like because there's the tattoos. That all have meaning, you know, like everything has to, it couldn't have been, right? Well, here's the thing, uh, being a big Batman fan as I am, uh, Heath Ledger, when he was asked to do Joker, had makeup and costumes. And he told the makeup artist, would it be better if I just applied the makeup myself and have the makeup on my fingers? That would make it more realistic, right? So they let him do it, right? That was his contribution to the character for the look, I would argue, right? Sure. Uh, why couldn't Jared Leto say that? Why couldn't somebody come up to him and say, hey, we're going to have the word damaged on your forehead, and Jared Leto goes, but why? I'm not going to have the word damaged on my forehead. You know, hey, we're going to have all these tattoos on you. Okay, but Why? You're going to drive a pink car with pink neon. All right. But why? <laughs> the method actor and, that is Jared Leto. You know, I'm just trying to say, so I'm like, I mean, like, I'm not saying that Jared Leto is Heath Ledger. I'm just giving a point that I feel that, you know, if Heath Ledger can make a very, very good observation of, well, why can't I apply the makeup myself since that's what this character would do? I would hope Jared Leto would say, but Why? But no, instead, there has been documented cases on the set of Suicide Squad where he would send uh, rats and used condoms to the actors because that's what that Joker would do. But we're not here talking about that. We're talking about this. Well, how do we feel about her pet hyena? Uh, misused at all? Like, she has a pet hyena. She goes to get him, and the guy's like, hey, you know, suck my dick, and you get him for free. And then the next scene is the hyena's chewing on his foot, uh, and that was it. There was nothing more of the hyena. Eric, I'm missing hyena here. The Where is the hyena? End. It was at the end too, in the in the in the drop top. Yeah, but I mean, where's the hyena going in as her attack dog? I mean, well, like if we're gonna that, go camp, we let's can't go camp. afford that. The hyena's not in the budget. I mean, really though, Ryan, what do you feel? I mean, like if we're gonna go camp. Might as well have the hyena do some shit, right? Well, I don't. I mean, I don't feel like this movie is campy. You know, it's got. It's, it's very got, campy. Like, I don't know. It's it's different. And there's some outlandish bits. It very obviously doesn't take place in the real world, but I feel like it's. I mean, from a design aesthetic standpoint, it fits into the Suicide Squad world. It's just like a light-hearted take i guess like suicide squad is self-serious and like that's one of the worst things i think any movie can be so like batman versus superman is self-serious but like this like this very uh, to me watching this movie it feels like it takes place in the same universe as suicide squad it's just a lighter like a lighter story so like i don't to me it doesn't feel like camp it just feels like you know jokes well the third thing going on that note that I found that was very fun in the movie is when Harley Quinn attacks the police station, 
and she shoots everybody with glitter bombs and sandbags. That was fun. Her fun gun? Yeah, that was fun. I mean, it was... I think it most was, of the action in this movie is fun. I, I, I would say, like, that's... Ewan McGregor and, like, the action fight scenes are the the two best things about this movie. Yeah. I, yeah, fight scenes were good. Uh, it was good to see her kick ass, and I really enjoyed that whole police thing. Uh, but Eric said it early in the beginning of the show, though. And, Ryan, I think you said it as well that you agreed. Like, wh- why is it so choppy? Like, why are we doing Tarantino? Can we just tell a cohesive story from beginning, middle, and end? But no, we have to start literally with a cartoon of a sperm uh, fertilizing an egg. I, so, I'd agree with you too, Jordan. I'd put a big air quote around uh, this movie having a story, you know. So that was, um, I was just kind of, I, I, you know how, um, goodness, what? I was watching some sort of like behind the scenes or a director's commentary cut about how a director's main job is really just to be problem-solving. Oh, I think it was the director of Shazam. He had a bit on YouTube about that, where he's like, uh, you have an idea for a scene, but because of everything that you've already shot prior, a lot of this is now just solving, whether it be in continuity, or whether it be in a certain message or direction you're trying to get in, or whether you're trying to end a certain way, everything is just your problem solving because you have these uh, technical barriers in directing, in trying to capture the shot as what this is. So I think a lot of that jumping around, this movie felt like it just kind of forgot where it was going at, at points, and it just threw in some action scenes because those were like the bookmark markers, you know, those were the checkpoints in the movie. Yeah, I so mean, it, it yeah. just needed to get to these fight scenes, no matter how it was. And once it got there, then you know, then we can work on to the next fight scene. But it, as far as just like how it was, like it moved, but uh, there was just a lot of a lot of questions to why, and you just kind of went along with it because, you know, well, it's a cartoon. Do you feel that the structure of the movie might? be a reflection of the main character of Harley Quinn because she's presented as uh, psychotic oh yeah for for sure but but then you have the birds of prey coming in and then you you kind of have these moments where because towards the the second half of the movie uh, the second uh, and third acts we don't have Harley interrupting and narrating nearly as much as we did in the first part but isn't would I mean my argument for that would be because at that point she's found her purpose. I I, I get that, but like in in Deadpool because he did it constantly too. Um, he he stuck with it the entire movie. Like he was it would whether it be just a small quip, or you know explaining. Uh, but she had to ex- stop the movie at times and explain things. Uh, like uh, Huntress, like. Or everything before the police station, and so you're saying that those are a part of the her as a character. I'm saying that these are just like like just... a reflection, because she's because she's presented as like a, a psycho, a schizophrenic. She's bouncing off the walls and stuff, so like her mind wouldn't be focused on any one particular thing until she found that you know that moment that's going to make her focus, which is when like she has to go get the diamond or else she's going to be killed. I mean, like, I think you could be reading too much into us. I don't think... I think you just put more thought into this editing structure than the editor himself, to be honest with you. Okay. I mean, just to be honest with you. I mean, like, I think what you just 
told me right there was a great way of editing a movie about a psycho schizophrenic character. I don't think the filmmakers or the creators of this movie at all thought of that. I think everybody had a party. I think everybody had fun. The director of this movie has no fucking credit to her name, really. And Margot Robbie herself also produced this movie. So I think it was just people flashing their dicks around saying, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I think your idea is intelligent and amazing, but this movie doesn't tell me that. This movie's like, let's just be jumbled and crazy because, you know, why are bushes bushy? Because. Yeah. Why are bushes bushy? You like that? (laughs) You fucking like that? I do. Yeah. Why are bushes bushy? I don't know. Because. I'm going to use that one then. Why not? You want to get into it then? Yeah, let's get into it. But, um... Before I get into it, I think another reason why this movie fails before we get our popcorn rating is that, ev- like, every week I go with my dad to the theater. And he made a comment that he was confused about, and I wanted to share this with you guys, and I wanted to share it with the audience. But uh, I pick him up like I do every Tuesday because it's $5 night. And uh, he goes, what are we going to go see tonight, dude? I said, we're going to see Birds of Prey. And he goes, well, what the hell is that about? Because he has no idea. He's retired. He doesn't give a shit. And I said, oh, it's uh, Harley Quinn. He said, what's Harley Quinn? I said, it's a Joker's girlfriend. They break up, and this is this is her movie about after the breakup. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Joker has a girlfriend. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. We go to the theater. We walk out of the movie theater. He sits in the car, and the first, the first thing he says to me, and this is where I think modern audiences, too, because this is a 63-year-old man who says this. He was, where the fuck was Joaquin Phoenix? <laughs> And I go, what are you talking about, dude? And my dad said, well, you said this was Joker's girlfriend. Where was Joaquin Phoenix? Oh, he wanted, was... he wanted that Joker. Because he did not know. Because he was still working at the time. He did not know oh. Suicide Squad came out. He was confused. So when I told him that we were seeing a movie about Joker's girlfriend, he was going into this movie expecting Joker 2. He was expecting like a dark, serious drama Joker girlfriend movie. He thought that the black chick that was kind of like Joker's girlfriend in the Joker movie, but really wasn't. He thought we were getting that movie that she was uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, That's what he thought. (laughs) So, and I could tell that's cute. Actually, it is cute. And then like, I could tell he was frustrated because he was like moving around in his seat a lot. And uh, I could just tell, like, man, he's frustrated. So when we walked out of the theater, I was like, what do you mean, Walking Phoenix? He's like, well, he told me, you know, know, this is Joker's girlfriend. I said, no, this is kind of like a sequel to Suicide Squad that happened a few years ago. So I had to sit there and explain to him in the parking lot all about Suicide Squad. And then he says to me, you know, and, and it was funny to me, he goes, well, that's freaking stupid. Why the heck would they make a movie about that movie? Why can't they just make a movie about Walking Phoenix and the Black Girlfriend? That make no sense. I don't like this movie. And, and because of him, he gave me a brand new popcorn rating. And we said about it uh, before, but I wanted to say it for this show. My father has given us a brand new popcorn rating for all the fans. We have a small bag of popcorn, a medium, and a large. But for those films that deserve something lower than a small bag, we are now giving films a bag of kernels. Because of him. Uncooked popcorn. <laughs> Just a bag of kernels. Ryan, that's adorable, and you know it's true. No, I do. I agree. Completely agree. Your dad is uh, an adorable gentleman. 
Yeah, that's what happens when you're 63. I can't wait to do that. That'll be fun. So with that, Eric will go with you first. Does Birds of Prey deserve a bag of kernels, or does it deserve our actual popcorn rating? What do you say? Listen, I, I did enjoy this movie, but I'm not in a rush to to see it again. Um, it was better than Suicide Squad, that's for dang sure, but I, I think what this movie really tells us, and um, I couldn't have put it anymore. After hearing your father's per- perspective here, it, it just lets you know that DC really does not know what to do. They are scattered. They they don't know what direction to go in. They're just kind of grabbing at anything. Joker worked. It worked really well. And I think they're going to maybe take a note from that, I hope. Unfortunately, their other uh, some of their other movies did really well, and they might just stick to their, to their process. I don't know. Um, especially with this whole uh, Amber Heard thing, too. And just... just cancel Aquaman 2 I guess now but I I think DC just really doesn't know what the hell is going on and they're just trying to find out what works I think that we might see two different universes now that might come from this if this movie tends to keep on going successfully um, Harley Quinn and the characters were fantastic I think Margot Robbie does a fantastic job as Harley herself I, perfect like that is, that is exactly you know what I mean? Like, a few characters are that character. You know, Heath Ledger is the Joker. You could you could say that very well, you know. Uh, um, Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter, you know. I And I think, without a doubt, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. I think she's fantastic as her. She really just fits it. And it was believable in this movie. Unfortunately, I just think the direction and whatever the hell they were trying to do with this movie just didn't work. Small bag. I'll give a small bag. And I'm going to go with my father's review. This review deserves a bag of kernels. Our first bag of kernels review this movie is dog shit. I was absolutely disgusted walking out of that movie theater. I was disgusted when I saw the cartoon sperm fertilize the egg. I was like, oh, we're going to get shit. And I don't like Tank Girl. I don't like Tank Girl. I'm on record saying that, and that's what I got. I got a 2020 version of Tank Girl. It was poorly directed, poorly edited, poorly shot, poorly acted. Everything about this movie was poor. I will go with Eric that Margot Robbie as an actress is Harley Quinn, but she's just in the wrong fucking movie. I was not going to this movie expecting a Joker. I did not want that with Harley Quinn. I did not, meaning that I don't want a serious, dramatic Harley Quinn movie. I was not going into this thinking that, but I was not going to this expecting Tank Girl. I was not going to this expecting her to have Huntress and that and that terrible character quote-unquote development with Huntress saying that, oh, well, my family was killed, so I trained like Batman. She is Batman. Huntress is Batman, essentially, just if Batman didn't have a fucking code. Just don't call her the crossbow killer. Just don't call her that. And I just, I was disgusted by it, and I just did not like what they were doing with it. And and people say that general audiences do not like superhero uh, female leading or whatever action leading roles. That's not true. You just have to give us good ones. My case in point, Alien. Ryan, what's your popcorn rating? Um, it wavers between a small bag and a medium bag. I'm not exactly 100% sure. Um, I mean, Do a small bag I, with uh, with some extra butter, man. All right, yeah, a small bag, some extra butter. Um, it's a fine movie. Uh, it's not great, but I don't think it's bad uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I think that... 
I, I, the exact opposite opinion of Jordan. I do think it's actually shot well. And, like, some of the editing is frenetic, but I think that's, like, for a reason, uh, as I stated earlier. Um, Margot Robbie's great. I really enjoyed um, Journey Smollett, who plays Jade. Is that her name? Jade, the singer? Um, a little, I thought little she bird. Gave a, a really, yeah, I, really, I like she gave a nice performance. Like, the, she's in kind of a different movie. Uh, she's kind of doing like a noir thing, uh, but I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the action in the movie. Uh, Ewan McGregor is fantastic, um, and I thought it was, you know, like it's a, a nice d- distraction, a nice lighthearted romp. And uh, yeah, I think if if they wanted to continue the series, I would watch the next one. But I'm not necessarily you know, salivating at the mouth, waiting for it to come out. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, Hour 45, I think, is this, is this movie. That's And that's fine. That, that was that was good. I mean, Hour and a Half would have been would have been good, too, but I'm fine with an Hour 45. I think if this was over, anything over two hours would have been way too much. So, so I think this the saving grace of this movie, uh, besides it being uh, just, just fun with the characters, is, is the time. Yeah, the movie could have been a good, solid hour and a half, and I would have had a better time, maybe. Uh, maybe. But we hope you fans here enjoyed this episode that we bring you for Birds of Prey. I wanted to make an announcement here. We wanted to make an announcement that we definitely apologize. Uh, this doesn't happen too often here for Movie Guys Podcast, but our Oscar reaction episode, like I posted on Twitter, uh, had some technical difficulties, so that episode, unfortunately, is lost. We do appreciate uh, we do appreciate you guys' support on everything that we do. We're sorry that we were not able to give you that episode. And also on that note, next week, Movie Guys Podcast will be taking a week off because we have some new ideas that we want to bring to the table to everybody, and we have a new structure that we want to try to do. So be on the lookout for that, but we will be back in two weeks for our review of The Invisible Man starring a, what, a, what a Elizabeth Mott? No. Elizabeth Moss, yeah. So I'm I'm interested to talk about that movie with you guys. So we'll be back. We're taking a week off. We're gonna we're gonna figure some stuff out for you guys here. We appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you so much for downloading us and thank you to our network that we're a part of with EMC. But of course we'll be back for another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Uh, and Ryan and Eric, thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back in two weeks here for Invisible Man. Have a good night. <laughs>